Hey guys, welcome back to Love All the Tennis Talk Show. We are here with episode eight. I brought my mom back in, or forced her to come in, obviously. And we're back with US Open 2020 week one edition. It kind of feels normal in the world with it being back. It does, as long as like I'm watching it and I'm so focused on the players, I don't notice that the seats are empty. It just feels weird because you can hear all these noises now. You can hear the trains. You can hear the planes rain. above. Yeah, the yeah. rain. Like you've I've Car never, honking. Yes, I've never heard noises before. Yes, no, it definitely like even one of the commentators was saying it doesn't seem that different on when you're watching it on TV because they're just obviously focusing on the players in the court. Yeah, you see the empty seats, but it's covered. I don't know. They have some of the courts have those seat coverings, which actually makes it seem less empty. Yes. But they're like, it's so bizarre to the players. Usually the crowd fuels their intensity and energizes them. And now it's just like. It is, but I could see that that probably helps some players and hurts other players. I mean, the camera angles, like everything, commentary is exactly yeah, the same mean, as it's always been. So it's not even that it, different for yeah, us. Yeah, watching it from home is exactly the same. Yeah. Although I think it's hysterical when they zoom in on players that are watching. Yes, like in their suites because they're like shirtless, they, they just have like yeah, bed head kind of and just like kind of like are lounging. Yeah. It looks like they're outside of their back patio, like just watching their backyard. It's for the just days. been comical watching the other players watching the matches <laughs> yes definitely it is saturday today saturday morning so we are just coming off of the titsy pass loss, loss. And i'm so upset cry. i am and i went to bed i was so tired he was That's way up ahead happens. and i could not stay up anymore no me neither and then i woke up for you to tell me that he lost and i'm very upset i just was not expecting that i don't know if it was exactly like the biggest upset because like borna Schwartz is really a player but just the fact well, that he was to up be, two uh, set, well to be up. almost two and a half sets yeah. was unbelievable. But then look at Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. He was down two sets. Yeah, but see that happened because we watched Andy Murray and he ended up winning. Well, now we need to stay up. I need coffee. I at need night. to stay up. <laughs> like not to be like I'm their good luck charm, but like what if I am? Anyway, so it's been crazy. There's been ups and downs on and off the court, and as always, we're here to serve you the latest. So the first big story of like the tennis coming back was the fact that Vasek Pospisil, Novak Djokovic, and like Isner and a bunch of other players resigned from the ATP Player Council and started their own, the PTPA, Professional Tennis Players Association. So our first story is Zverev, Alexander Zverev, like talking about that. So he cares about other players. Alexander Zverev supports Novak Djokovic's Players Association. Basically, in his press conference, Zverev was asked about the PTPA. This article says it's been a polarizing topic among players. Like some have come out strongly against it for timing because everything's crazy with Corona. They probably with COVID, they probably just want to like keep things the same and just carry on until things get back to normal. And then other players just, there's the idea that it's against the ATP and the ITF and WTA in some way. It says, and so many were eager to know Zverev's opinion on the association. He said, I haven't signed the paper, but I think it's a great thing that players do want to come together. I think it's great we can be more united. I have to give credit to Novak and Vashik because a world number one has more things to do than, you know, some player union or something like that, or association, not union. Which I was thinking too, Zverev said about Djokovic, he's a world number one. He's made enough money. He doesn't need to worry about that. Like he does worry about the well-being of other players. He does worry about the wealth of our sport and stuff like that. So I give a lot of credit to him 
doing these things because in his position, to be honest, he doesn't need to. The new front came into existence because some players were unhappy with the tangent that the ATP was taking as far as decision-making is concerned. Pospisil said in his resignation that the players don't have much role in the decisions that the ATP takes, therefore the PTPA was brought forth in a bid to priority prioritize the player's interests over everything else. Novak has said that he's talked with Rafa and talked with Roger and like they're just not interested in I guess joining this and they kind of just are staying with the ATP. Not that and like we saw Novak last night talking about it just oh, at the US yeah, Open said, and he was like it's not against anyone, it's not against anything. It's just literally trying to put different. the player's interests. Yeah. And he said well, that some people are saying it's not the right time. Well, he had a perfect. Quote that it's it, not going to be the perfect time. Yeah, it may yeah. not be the perfect moment. You have to make, the, make moment the moment perfect. perfect. Yeah. I don't think they're like coming in guns blazing, like going to change everything. I think they're just wanting to focus more on the players. Be with all the free time that they've had. They've yeah, had that's more very time true. to think about. I it. mean, they so said that they've probably, been working on this for like a year and a half. Yeah, he said a year and a half. So I don't know. It's never a good time. Yeah. And if you wait for everything, it could never be a good time. I would just say move forward and let's see what happens. Okay, the next next article. I don't know why it has that word like oh. with asterisks. I don't know what's a bad word. Or it like has to be censored, but this is the news article. They pissed me off. But they have pissed with like asterisks. I don't know. Whatever, I just said it. Dominic team explains furious on court row with US Open organizers. Team is sponsored by Red Bull. What did he drink one and get in trouble? Yes, he was drinking the Red Bull out of the can. But Red Bull isn't an official sponsor of the US Open. So like they're not technically supposed to show it on TV. And also uh. they're really strict about anti-doping. So the anti-doping guidelines state that players should never drink from an opened unobserved container, meaning it says team also had to protect himself for potential allegations. So team was like, they wanted to go out with an open can and fill it in a plain cup without me observing it. And that's what pissed me off a little bit because the anti-doping rules are so strict. I don't want to lose the can out of my sight. Oh yeah, because you have um, no idea someone could do something to it. I agree with that. Right, so he said, it's not allowed the Red Bull can on court, which is completely fine. I know that sometimes it helps me on court, so I want to have it. It's Why weird. didn't he just put it in a bottle himself and then bring it? He probably didn't even think. They made him get like a paper cup and pour it, but then the U.S. Open oh, person they're hiding it with a like towel. has a oh, towel hysterical. with him doing that. It's like really. I mean, I understand all points, yeah. but sometimes things get a bit ridiculous. Maybe you just shouldn't show the camera on it and let the man drink in peace. Sometimes I don't even like people watching me sip stuff because it's just like you know when yeah, people watch I'm, you eat, you're just like I, I like know, my but face. unfortunately, that's just me being awkward. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, you're you know you're at the U.S. Open, the cameras are on you, so. He should have thought about that, but then they could have probably handled it a little better. But. Yeah. Like I always say, Dominic Team is just no BS. Oh yeah, he's, he's just, just like, you guys are crazy about anti-doping, what am I supposed to do? Pour it in a plain cup? And then they're like, yeah, he's like, okay, bring me a plain cup. <laughs> and it was his birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Dominic. Two days ago. So yeah, but good luck to him. I mean, he's still in. As of today, Saturday morning, like, I hate saying stuff uh, yeah, like that on wanna, camera. I don't wanna This one just jinx. said, literally right before we started, she's like, I don't think Djokovic is gonna win. <gasps> I'm like, why would you say that? I don't know, I don't know. I know Maybe because I'm so say, nervous. You can't say, like, oh, Djokovic is just gonna win, like, Yes, I think I would that's never say that. worse. So I mm -hmm. feel if I say the opposite, yeah. then it's going to happen. Yeah, but that was still, I was like, how dare you? I know. I, 
No, it is. I know he's still our number he's one. I'm sorry. Game. I I, I like love all of them. A lot love, of other players, but I love everyone. I really don't have a problem with many players. I mean, what's there to have a problem with? You oh just have God. your favorites for like just, no reason. And I love all these new American guys that mm -hmm. are coming in. They're really, really good. But this is what I have to do when I'm in like a huge tournament like this. I have my favorites, like my all-time favorites. I'll always root for them. But then I have like a hierarchy. If I don't know the people and they're playing Americans, or if I don't know them that well, I always root for Americans. I always root for the Americans. Americans. But then the other day, I love Francis Tiafo and I love John Miltman. I had a hard time because I'm American and Australian. So who am I rooting for? So I kind of just... I know. It didn't matter who won. I'd be happy regardless. But, like, but I, I couldn't do, choose between those two. When I can't choose, I have a system of like where I go. So I go to age. I'm like, okay. Yes, I go to age. I always want the older one because he has less, I think he has less chances. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, that's why I think a little bit I was rooting for Tillman because yeah. he was- Millman. Millman, sorry. Because he was <laughs> I'm forming their names together because he is a little older. But Millman is also, he's just such I, a nice guy yeah. and he's so well, modest. We and, We've heard. No, but I mean- <laughs> He's so honest, we love him. No, you can- you can tell. Well, I guess, unless he's a really good actor. You can just tell when someone's being interviewed. I think you can see a lot of their true personality come out. And he just was, you know, so, a stand-up guy. I really, really like him. So then, yeah, I do age and then I do, like, injury. Because I'm always, like, the younger person I you agree. have next year. They've had a lot of injuries. Yes. This is your chance now in case you get injured again. Exactly. But it's so hard. There's been so many matches this tournament that I like both of the people. Like I, right now, Maria Sakari and Amanda Anisimova are playing the next round and I love them both. I'm like, can't they play anyone else? I know, it's just and been really, really hard. Vashik and Milos Raonic, Fritz and Shapovalov. I know, I know. All these people are coming at the Woolworths and it's like my favorite people are playing each other. And they've been fabulous matches from yeah. round one. There's one on. thing, it's you cannot it's predict anything. 2020 is 2020 and the US anything Open has, yes, we have, I, I have, I think that's why I made that comment about Djokovic because I feel like we're in like the, the twilight, twilight zone. zone. Like I have no like idea what's normal. Yes, I, nothing, I have you don't no know idea what's, what's going to happen. So I think that's why I said that. Our next two stories are kind of not that they're contradictory. I'll just let them. I'll let you think whatever you think. Okay. Tennis players hit the sweet spot at the U.S. Open with private viewing room access. So basically they're given their own luxury suites in the stadium that usually go to corporate sponsors of the Grand Slam. The cost of the suite for two weeks is $500,000. Who's paying that? It's usually corporate people, like the bank, like a big bank will pay for it. So like JP Morgan. So how is it working where, I'm assuming they have no money except the sponsors that you see like down on the courts, like, yeah, like who's footing all the bill I because no there's idea. nobody paying like tickets to see like i'm just curious. i don't i mean you're right like how much of the food sales goes to like the venue how much of the ticket sales are allotted to the prize money how much of i mean five hundred thousand dollars for like for all these money. suites so anyway it says they've proved to be a big hit replacing the locker room lounge as the players hangout area Madison Keys said i eat all my meals there i do warm-up stretch you pretty much live there that's why we're saying that when the players are like watching whoever else is on Ash, they're yeah. just sitting, it's like they're sitting on their back patio. I think that is probably a nice experience for all the players to kind of like, I mean, yes, they're in the bubble, but to have the entire grounds, when they go from match, I mean, from court to 
Oh yeah, they're inundated with people. So and now people you're are not. like around them. They I feel like they can appreciate like the beautiful grounds and like the suites and honestly like how it feels to sit up there in a stadium. I mean, Novak Djokovic is never gonna watch a match. All the fans are gonna be like, "That's Novak Djokovic." Yeah, you know what I mean? True. You're in the players' box if you're a friend or something. So yeah, it says it's rare for tennis players to watch matches in the stadiums. I mean, they have like mini golf. They have pods. They have these like. Adirondack chairs with a big projector that you can watch tennis like and I guess they put movies. It looks kind of cool. However, next story is US open conditions are atrocious. We are living a nightmare here says fuming WTA star Kiki Mladenovic. But I also think that it like she kind of might have said that out of anger or frustration because she was in round two and was up significantly and then ended up losing it and then she came out to say that she's been unhappy after she was put into extra restrictive protocols due to being identified as a player benoit pair who tested positive oh, had contact french, with yes the french player which she says she's been there for like a week and she's had 30 tests negative 30 we have to fight for our freedom and even that we don't have yet the conditions are atrocious if i had known that playing cars for 40 minutes with a player who tested positive but ultimately negative i think he had a false positive that's he what they're saying have. because he, and see he, that if i were a tennis player and knowing how these tests work that they're not 100 percent accurate i think if i was completely asymptomatic and had a positive test I would have another one like right away. Right away. Um, yeah, because he very easily could have had. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that it was a false positive, which yeah. happens more with the rapid tests. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people realize that. Yes. So I think it's, it's just so crazy. So I think that the few players that were associated with him or like near him or yes, whatever, they, they were have. not allowed to go in. Because they still did have like players' lounges. Everyone just wore their masks, but they had like ping pong, yeah, so basketball, cards. So they literally were not allowed to do anything. And I think that can mess with your head. Like, I don't blame her for saying yeah, after no. she was flagged that, yeah, you kind of are in, like, they're in a bubble, but had, you're in a bubble. But in if a bubble. she had that many negative tests, then. Yeah. I know. That's I just. See. They're trying to be they're extra careful yeah. because, I mean, I, you don't want to jinx anything, but. I mean, it's true. I can I can see both sides. I yeah. really can. Be but she can't leave. Well, I guess she could if she like really wanted to. But she's in doubles. And Dominic Team even said this. He's like, whoever can adjust and adapt to the new way of life or way of the tournament is going to win yeah, because it's, it's an just, extra stressor. It's already a mental game. But the fact that the U.S. Open is going on and they don't have that many, it's like going smooth sailing. I think. For now, not going. Yeah. Well, I mean, they but, canceled Wimbledon. Yeah, like I'd rather have this. Yeah. I'm sure that all the players. I'm sure she said that out of the heat of the moment, and she was just really frustrated with herself. And like, what are you yeah, thinking? Like, probably, well, maybe if I didn't have to lock myself in my like whatever, yes, yes. I would have had more freedom. Like, you know. So I don't blame her, but I think that this is the sacrifice you have to make for people who like want to play. I think that for the most part, everyone is very excited to be back playing a Grand Slam. Like, I mean, I'm excited to watch them. It's so, I could it's just imagine a revival. that they're excited yeah. to be out there. Okay, so next story. Tipsy Pops. Love oh, him. I'm still sad about I'm him. So I'm sad. so upset. No, I'm, I'm, I love watching him. He looks like Jesus. 
Amber Greek. He's so Greek. Like, so who else? Do we have to vote exactly. for him? Or root, for him. root for him <laughs> completely. Exactly. Okay. Stefano Tsitsipas and the Towel. A love story playing out at the US Open. But sometimes these headlines I really can't deal with. It's like, really? So it says, some children had their favorite blankets, adored items they cling to when they're feeling vulnerable. Others grab a hold of their special stuffed animals or sprint to their toy trucks when they need a moment alone. When Greece's Stefanos Tsitsipas was a boy, he had a towel. A towel? Yeah. Well, like, didn't were, we all have towels? I thought you were talking about how he was, I don't know, with the towel at the US Open. Yeah, which... that's him. So it says, <laughs> Stefano said, I have a sort of like a history with the towel. I used to have a towel when I was three, four years old, and I would always carry it around with me. It was like my toy, basically. The towel resembles something special in my life. Stacey Plast's long history with the towel is experiencing a new chapter at the 2020 US Open. Amid the pandemic, the players have to fetch their own towels. So gone are the days, at least for now, the ball people scurrying off. You just like, like grab it from them and then handing it back. So he said that it does provide us some amount of comfort. It's not very comfortable playing all sweaty and having sweat drip from your face and get to your eyes. Having it there is important for us, I guess, like the towel. Wow. He says it gives me time to think, time to refresh and think about my tactics. The biggest struggle with the towel is when you want to use it before returning because I would like to use it more often, but I can't disrupt my opponent's rhythm, which is super nice. We actually noticed him in the towel a few days oh, ago. Oh, I said at first is, you know, they have those little containers and everyone just sort of throws their towel there, but he was taking his towel and shoving it down. Like in the bin where other in the players, cubicle. it was like, they were just, they were just, it was just on hanging top on, on top. Every time. Yes, because like, I was laughing about it. I'm like, why is he not like, so weird, but it's just like, but yes. he just seemed so particular. I thought maybe he was more of a germaphobe that he wanted it inside the container. You know, I don't know, but it's funny that that story comes out and I mentioned what's he doing with the towel. Yes, but it, this just like goes to show Tsitsipas is such, I mean, they call him, the or he calls himself like the philosopher, like half philosopher, half tennis player. He, he does. Because he really does find a deeper meaning in everything. Also, I forgot to mention about the PTPA. Oh, that was hysterical um, when they asked him about it. So during his conference, I get like, I don't know how this goes, if it's like a secret society or whatnot with the coming of this Players Association because someone asked him about it. Press conference and Tsitsipas shook his head and remarked, I am not involved at all, like zero. I have nothing to do with this. And then another question, they were like, well, what do you think about what they're talking about? And he was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm not following. So it's like, <laughs> Uh, did no one it, yeah, send a message to Did he get the memo? That was funny. Did you never know? Because he's just like, but I don't think he even cares. He's just like, I literally don't know what you're well, talking about. Well, he just about. said, like, yeah. Zero. He's like, what? what I like, love He's just so genuine. He is just precious. Well, he's, he's Greek. He's gorgeous. He's a great player. He's philosophical. What more do you want? Love him. <laughs> he like, has everything. Check, check, check. And he has... A younger sister named Elisavet, which is my youngest daughter's name. Yes, we have so many connections. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so final story. Andy Murray is still dreaming big despite heavy defeat at the US Open. Andy Murray knows he's in the autumn of his playing years, but losing it heavily against Felix Auger alias Simi. I love I him, but I do not know how to say I don't know how to pronounce his part. name either. <laughs> They call Ali him Ali Asim or Ali Asime. I don't, I don't know. know. But Felix, his first straight sets defeat in the first week of a Grand Slam in 14 years, has encouraged him to carry on rather than dwell on the bitter. 
He said, I don't want to lose in straight sets anywhere and certainly not in grand slams. What I need to look at is what happened the last couple of weeks. Look at the things in my game that weren't as I would have liked and then look at what I can improve physically. I think that, I mean, he said in his dream, he still dreams of winning another grand slam. He said it was hard enough when I had two normal hips, so it will be difficult, but I'll keep trying. Why not? Why shouldn't I try my hardest to do that? And if I don't, that's all right, but I might as well shoot for the stars. I love him. Now, <laughs> he loves the game. He still wants to play. Yes. I am shocked to see him out there. After what we saw in that documentary, like what he went through. I mean, it was, it was like three years yeah. of him like it's... truly not being normal and could you imagine but just look like at all that work he put into in rehab and stop. getting better uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for him to win another grand slam but i think he's got the right attitude like Definitely. it's not going to kill I think him he's just kind of if like he now, doesn't win but yeah. he wants to keep trying but i think that it's such a victory to be able to oh, I think it's a huge victory to have gotten where he's gotten right so now after like, all these injuries i'm not complaining i'm literally just gonna play yes. how i can play i'm gonna dream big why not like i'm gonna work my very hardest respect love you andy and we love his new clothing line or oh i love line venture. yeah i love the logo did you look that up or what was the it's his new like tennis wear apparel yes it's with um i think it was two brothers that opened up this business and i guess they sh they give him the clothes and he makes recommendations on oh, the yeah, performance so nice. and like stuff. he's kind of gearing up for the business world after yes. tennis i think which is well i think what most everyone top needs players, to do with I mean, that most, if you're an yeah. athlete you need something well yes. i mean you could always I was gonna say most, off of your money but but most top athletes do do that because they're not working their entire lives yeah. so good for him that is that's all the stories we obviously have our ins and outs well one in is can i say andy murray as an mm -hmm. in and just an all in. of his um yeah my one big out is the outfits i've always complained about outfits in the past but this year the romper with the shorts on top we're not a huge fan of that i'm i'm sorry i, I, I they it. are not what do I say? Flattering, Flattering. on anybody. It's I, just the I, colors, we have said this the before. colors and the outfit. No, th this has to be by far, I think the worst I've ever seen. That one particular outfit. We've said before that Nike is like, yeah, sometimes like, they're just doing, doing they're trying to do much. like, this is our watercolor theme or like collection. This is the, I get the Andrea Agassi is who they're. Andre Agassi. Um, I think that's maybe. who they're like basing. Yes, I think that's like, cause he had like bright he colors, had like shapes bright and colors, like but whatever. I, I don't know. Half the men. But it's just like, do less, you're doing too much. Let's bring it back to the basics. Like Lacoste and Adidas are my favorite because they are just, oh, they just keep classic. it classic. I guess I like, like more I of appreciate a classic Sometimes look. a crazy, I do like the hot pink Nike. At least the shirt. Like, I'm not even get that for myself because I, I don't really like I that. I don't like any of it. But Fila isn't, because Fila had that atrocious watercolor thing last week. And now they have, I've seen like Sophia Kennan is with them and she's just wearing like a navy and green, which is normal and classic. But like, sometimes it is like a hit or miss. I mean, and I'm just like, like I said, I don't who like, approved this? I don't like that, that romper. I don't like, I just don't like the shorts. On women I, they just seem uncomfortable it, it doesn't seem uncomfortable for to me that like a practice thing I, like I don't your know I grand just, slam outfit should be like your 
Sunday best. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, I, sometimes yeah. it's like maybe it seems that's what like I don't like. Just it looks too casual. Because a lot of people, yeah, like casually maybe, practicing Maybe that's shorts. what I don't like. It's more casual. But then the Nike men's, half the time I'm looking at the screen and it looks like, like a cow or something. Oh, the print is Yeah, the print. Much. Like, I, I don't know. I just... I mean, every I, single year. I guess and it's just if like, you're wearing, I mean, I could see if you're wearing tennis clothes all the time, you might get tired of what we call the basic classic true. stuff. So you that's want true. something different. And a lot of the players that are wearing the Nike Andre Agassi are, they're like, love this collection, love it. So like, I guess it's all about them. It's uh, not yes, all about It's me. all personal so like, I'll let them preference. Have but yes. again, I think now that you pointed it out, I don't, well, the romper is just an odd thing. I don't like the look of the shorts because they look too casual. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's your issue with it. Yes, I, I and Serena, I like her outfit this year. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. She's wearing Nike, obviously. She always wears Nike. Yes, but, but what she's wearing people, is flattering on her, and it's I, I love that dress. Yes, but sometimes, like I don't know who has to wear the new collections or who wants to because she's uh, not wearing the new the she's nike she's a nike player but she's not wearing like I the nike us open always, set i would assume that they always make special outfits for her or that she just chooses maybe yeah, I, yeah maybe some of them don't get the choice because not I don't everyone know. is wearing like that but the there's set a lot the that we're wearing that yes nike is, yeah like a lot um, and then it gets confusing when the Especially like both people yes. and I, I'm like, hold it, who's who? Because they're wearing the same exact outfit. So yeah, I would agree that's my out. But I mean, if that's the only thing that's like negative, yeah, then we're good. Hey, they're, <laughs> like I'm, they're I'm not going to come, like it's my one out, but I'm really not complaining about the outfit. Like I really don't care that they're much. Out it's just an observation. playing and we get to watch it. Yes. And it's been one of the highlights of my summer, let's mm -hmm. say. Definitely. Okay, so my in, I have two ins. One, just the basic fact that the US Open can go on and we can watch it. I'm just so thankful that we get to watch it. Yes. And like they found a way to make it go on. The show must go on. And then my second is just, I always appreciate a tournament and a Grand Slam on our time zone. Like we live in oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because we get to. So it's obviously the same time zone as New York. It is just, it makes sense. The primetime matches are at like 7 and 9 p.m. for us. It's like we eat dinner, we watch them. a little them. late though. No, I don't know how little... they play so late in the evening. I could Nowhere else they play that late. In Australia they don't? No, no. Are you They're sure? Not, I'm pretty certain there was nothing that went on like till 11, 12 o'clock at night now. I mean, well, it goes on. I got to watch it. I think it only goes on if all these players are having five setters or like four or five setters that it makes it go no, on. I think, no, I just, yeah, long. but they say even before they know, like the late match starts at like 9 p.m. Yes, that is like, obviously it's going to go late. And it's never going to be like an hour or two. It's always. Yes, but like Wimbledon, I wake up and it's already the afternoon for them. So they've already had a few and they stop early. Well, they don't stop early, but they do have like well, a cutoff. Well, Australia, it's going on in the middle of the night, so. I don't remember the last time we, well, I mean, maybe if well, in you, the morning, I've, like Yeah, sometimes 7 if, I've, if I've gotten up extra early, I'll put it on. But that's kind of hard because you don't want to look up anything on your phone because you it's already it. happened. Yeah. I can't watch a match I, after Australian I know. Open, I literally wake like, up, won. turn over, go to the app, and it's like, all right, who won for the day? I like it, and we always find a way to watch the final, but... It is just so just nice to have yes. it on our time zone. Is there anything else I forgot to mention or we didn't? Well, I mean, this is only week one. We got to come back for week I two know, for I the know. ending, which it's, really remains I to be seen. I think it's going to be very interesting. 
very, very interesting. I mean, for better or for worse, it's going to be interesting. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back with a week two or with a final recap thoughts next week um, or next in one week. And if you don't already, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm trying to be way more consistent. And as always, follow on Instagram. And I have, I'm obsessed with TikTok now, so I'm putting out some content on there too. Thanks, everyone.